0: Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking you through acromegaly. Now if you want to find written notes on this topic you can follow along at zerotofinals.com/acromegaly or in the endocrinology section of the Zero to Finals medicine book. So let's get straight into it. Acromegaly is the clinical manifestation of excessive growth hormone or GH a growth hormone is produced by the anterior pituitary gland. The most common cause of unregulated growth hormone is a pituitary adenoma, so a hormone-secreting tumour of that pituitary gland. And this adenoma might be microscopic, so small that you can't see it on a scan, or it can be significantly sized so that it causes compression of the local structures. Rarely, acromegaly can also be secondary to a cancer, like a lung or a pancreatic cancer that secretes either ectopic growth hormone releasing hormone or GHRH or ectopic growth hormone itself. There's a structure called the optic chiasm, and this sits just above the pituitary gland. And what this optic chiasm is is the point where the optic nerves coming from the eyes cross over to different sides of the head and enter into the occipital lobe, which interprets those visual signals and a pituitary tumor that has significant size will start to press on this structure called the optic chiasm and pressure on the optic chiasm will lead to a stereotypical bitemporal hemianopia visual field defect. So what this is is basically a loss of vision of both of the outer halves of the eyes because as the visual signals from the optic nerve come through the optic chiasm the signals that sense the outer part of the visual field cross over in the middle and it's this middle part that is pressed on by the tumour and this causes loss of vision of the outer sides of the eyes which we call bitemporal hemianopia. So how does acromegaly present? If there's a space occupying lesion or a significant sized tumour You might find somebody with headaches or this bitemporal hemianopia. It can also present with overgrowth of tissues, secondary to the growth hormone. So, patients typically present with a prominent forehead and a brow that we call frontal bossing. They can have a large nose, a large tongue, which we call macroglossia. They can have large hands and large feet, a protruding jaw, which we call prognathism and they can develop arthritis from the imbalanced growth of tissues around the joints. Now growth hormone can also cause organ dysfunction because it causes growth of tissues outside of the muscles and the skeleton. So it can cause a hypertrophic heart or very large heart that's not functioning properly. It can cause hypertension, type 2 diabetes and it's also linked to colorectal cancer. How do you treat acromegaly? Well you need to remove the source of that excessive growth hormone. So if you have a pituitary tumour you can do an operation where you go transsphenoidally, or through the nose and the sphenoid bone at the front of the face and surgically remove that pituitary tumour and that's the definitive treatment for acromegaly in patients who have pituitary adenomas. Where acromegaly is caused by ectopic hormones from say a pancreatic or a lung cancer then surgical removal of those cancers is also an effective treatment. If it's not possible to remove the cause of the excessive growth hormone, then there are medications that can be used to block the growth hormone. There's a medication called pegvisomant, and this is a growth hormone antagonist that's given subcutaneously and daily. More commonly, we use somatostatin analogues, which also block growth hormone remember that somatostatin is known as growth hormone inhibiting hormone and an example of the somatostatin analogues is something called ocreatide. And dopamine agonists also block growth hormone release. So this is things like bromocryptine that you might have heard of being used in Parkinson's disease. So just a bit of extra information, somatostatin is normally secreted by the brain, gastrointestinal tract and pancreas in response to complex triggers and one of the functions of that somatostatin is to block growth hormone release from the pituitary gland. Dopamine also has an inhibitory effect on growth hormone release, but it's not as potent as somatostatin. So that's why we use somatostatin analogs and dopamine agonists to help us block growth hormone release when you have a patient with acromegaly.